Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. So I've been, you know, weighing it over in my mind, wondering if I should um, put this up or not, or leave it in the book until it's finished, until the book's finished, but... As I see the world getting worse and worse, and so many things going on, as the Bible says that in the last days, men's hearts will turn cold. And I think a lot of us really don't know the meaning of the word that is used so much in the scripture. So I'm going to go about now telling you about signs that mean that you're in love. Whether it is you're in love with our creator, Yahuwah, or anyone else. If you don't have these characteristics, then you can't call it love. Okay, so let's get started. So this is an adaptation of a secular article online that I put a faith-based spin to so we can get a better understanding of truly being in love. Many of us think that we are in love, but are we really? Just a little flutter of the tummy means nothing in the grand feeling of love. It's not a fleeting emotion, but a transforming power that takes over a person and changes their life forever carnally and spiritually alike so right now we will point out what are the true characteristics of love so we'll know what fruit we should be producing naturally from a healthy form of love both to our heavenly spouse and also our earthy spouse And um, before I start, I should really apologize if you have if you hear any noises, because I don't know what's going on. It's so early in the morning, and everybody's just—I don't know. So I'm apologizing in advance. So First John four verse nineteen says, "We love him because he first loved us." In Revelation two verse four says nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love so moving on to the first point you're happy and just a little bit nervous when you're in love you're genuinely a happier person it's like you're on a natural high you feel a genuine rush when you think of them The thought of spending time with your partner doing anything at all really excites you and you're equally nervous because you're a tiny bit anxious about the future. It's the same when you're in love with Yahusha. You're filled with unspeakable joy and doing anything that concerns him makes you happy. When you do anything for him, you also get nervous at times especially if you're doing it for the first time. This is because of the fear we have for him. And in our reverence, we take our tasks seriously and do not want to mess up. So I have some reference verses here to let you get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Psalms 111 verse 10, it says, The fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endure it forever. And also Isaiah 58 verse 2. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their alohi. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching Elohim. Moving on to our next point. Everything feels new and exciting. It's like seeing the world in a new way or reading a new book. Everything about this person fascinates you. 
it's like a breath of fresh air and the more you find out the more you want to know see there's a gospel song that says knowing you yahusha there is no greater thing and this is how we feel about our father and also our savior we never get bored of studying his word talking about him and getting new revelations from his ruach hakodesh the more we learn about him is the more we want to learn second corinthians 5 verse 17 says therefore if any man be in mashiach he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new psalms 119 verses 14 says i have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches in psalms 119 verses 103 says how sweet are thy words unto my taste yea sweeter than honey to my mouth moving on to the next point you treat their place better than yours you can't even get yourself to make your own bed but for some reason when you're sleeping over at their place you find yourself doing little daily tasks like this to make their life easier you treasure their things our reverence and love for the almighty makes us love things and persons belonging to him and we feel a natural push to take care of anything associated with him so whether it's his his people or the poor or the orphan or the 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 stranger that is um within our gates that's um escaping war famine whatever they're escaping from their country or their area you know these are these are things that we feel deeply moved to help you know the widow the orphan the poor all these things are concerning to yahuwah and once we love him they become concerning to us these issues not not the entire world's issues and society's issues but his issues that he tells us to focus on we are moved to take care of these things and also the things that um is given to us such as our bibles or tambourines or whatever and if we're even in a a, a, a building you know which people um, societies people call church or synagogue whatever you take care of the things inside and you look to make sure that they're all working and whatever if it's a curtain or a carpet that needs to be cleaned you're always looking out to make sure that everything is spick and span you know because of your love for him you love things that belong to him ezekiel 44 verses 16 they said it says they shall enter into my sanctuary and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me and they shall keep my charge psalms 84 verses 1 to 2 says how amiable are thy tabernacles o yahuwah of hosts my soul longeth yea even fainteth for the courts of yahuwah my heart and my flesh crieth out for the living alohi psalms 119 verses 63 and 79 says i am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts let those that fear thee turn unto me and those that have known thy testimonies we're moving on to the next point now it says you notice that literally everything reminds you of them eating a chicken sandwich that's their favorite food Listening to Celine Dion, oh, their mom really loves her. Wearing a red dress, they wore the same color on the first day we met. It doesn't matter what your eyes land on or what you're listening to or what you're conversing about. If your heart is inclined unto Yahusha, then your mind will be led to him like a reflex. Psalms 
Psalms 119 verses 20. It says, My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Psalms 40 verses 8. I delight to do thy will, O my Yah. Yea, thy law is within my heart. In Psalms 1 verses 2. But his delight is in the law of Yahuwah, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Moving on to our next point. The superficiality melts away and gives way to practicality. Sure, it's good to know the simple stuff, but you're not stressing about whether or not they're a Scorpio. And to be honest, you wouldn't care if they were anyway. Once they provide what you need in their personality, the extra questions and superficiality melts away. And it's the same. When we initially come to Yah, we have 1,001 questions and it's understandable because getting to know him is new and exciting and just a bit confusing. However, as time progresses and we get closer to him, we start to understand and focus on what is really important. We also realize that we don't need all the answers. Deuteronomy 29 verses 29 says, The secret things belong unto Yahuwah or Elohai, but those things that are revealed belong unto us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Colossians 2 verses 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Mashiach. In Titus 3 verse 9 says, But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. And last but not least, for this point, 1 Corinthians 10 verses 23, it says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let's move on. When an ex pops up back into your life out of nowhere, you're completely unfazed by it. It just so happens that every time you find yourself moving on, your ex has a radar and wants to hit you up again. But that's okay. They did and you're completely uninterested. And Satan is quite annoying that way. He uses all the things you used to like and hope for to entice you back to him. And while the offer is tempting, your love for Yahusha outweighs your lust for the former things. James 4 verses 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to Elohim, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And Revelations 2 verses 2 says, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. Next point. You don't feel constantly anxious about getting hurt. A lot of times, people think that feeling like someone could really hurt them means they really like someone. Which may be true, but it isn't love. No one who loves you will want to make you feel like you're at risk of getting hurt. Yahuwah says that He knows the plans that He has for us, and that they are not to destroy us, but to prosper us. And we know that He's not slack on His promise. Our love for Him causes us to trust in Him, and to know honestly that even if He does chasten us, it is out of love, or He would just leave us to our own destruction. Romans 8 verses 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love Elohim, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And Psalms 119 verses 75 says, I know, O Yahuwah, that thy judgments are right. 
and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. So moving on to the next point. It feels super easy. Yes, relationships take work. But when you're falling in love with someone, and rather, I don't like using the term falling because we don't fall. When you're rising in love with someone, it's the least work you want to be doing, which isn't really work at all. His commandments may be difficult to understand and keep in a sin-ridden world. However, his Holy Spirit, which runs on the fuel of love, has made it possible to overcome the world. Living for him becomes natural as breathing as the spiritual relationship between us continues to deepen. Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 to 14 says, For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. 1 John 5 verses 3 says, For this is the love of Elohim, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous next point you don't have to plan your dates around fun activities because whenever they are around it is a fun date it doesn't matter what we're doing it will have an impact it will bring happiness and it will be remembered In Yah's presence, there is fullness of joy, a joy that no man can give and that no man can take away. Communing with Him is like an adventure, even if we're just lying on the bed talking about Him. Psalms 37 verses 4 Delight thyself also in Yahuwah, and He shall give thee desires of thine heart. In Psalms 119 verses 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Lastly, Psalms 43 verses 3 to 4 says, O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of Elohim, unto Elohim my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee. O Yah, my Elohim. And just reading this is just making my heart warm all over again. Next point. You talk about things you'll do together in the future without realizing you're talking about the future. It's not weird to talk about that concert that's in three months or the trip you want to take to the beach this summer around them. Because they'll be around to go with you. Believe it or not, you start to make future plans concerning charitable acts and spiritual missions. This is because you are so invested in Yah that it is only natural you want to carry out His work. Psalms 37 verses 5 Commit thy way unto Yahuwah, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Psalms 119 verses 38 says, Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. In Psalms 51 verses 12 to 13 says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Next point. When you say, I miss you, it's because you really do miss them after only a day apart. It's not just a cute thing to say. It's a real ache that says they're a part of your life now. This only happens when you stop feeling connected because usually you always feel him around you and inside you. But when you stop feeling his joy and peace, it is as if you're not hearing his voice. You feel a terrible emptiness inside that just won't go away. Psalms 119 verses 40 says, Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. 
Psalms 119 verses 81 to 82 says, My soul fainted for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? Psalms 42 verses 2 says, My soul thirsted for Yah, for the living Elohim. When shall I come and appear before Elohim? Next point. Things you usually hate seem okay and even fun. Riding a roller coaster you're terrified of, fine. As long as they hold your hand and promise not to laugh at how you scream. You are more open to new ideas and activities. Before coming to know and love Yahusha, there were many things we were either scared or ashamed to do. There were some things we even hated. However, with the holy fear of Yah comes obedience, and with the love of Yah comes understanding. Through His love and our trust in Him, His Spirit will transform us into the person we want to be. We will then start to delight in the things of Him. Acts 4 verses 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Yahushua. 2 Timothy 1 verses 7 to 8 says, For Elohim hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of Or Adon, nor of me his prisoner. Be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of Elohim. Proverbs 29 verses 25 says, The fear of man bringeth a sneer, but whoso putteth his trust in Yahuwah shall be safe. Next point. You're comfortable with making little sacrifices, even big ones, for them. You wouldn't put off your responsibilities for them. But if they're sick and need you to help take care of them instead of going to club meeting one day, you're totally cool with that. For Yahuwah, our Father, our entire being belongs to Him. So no sacrifice is too big to make. We have no problem with dropping everything and following where he leads because our responsibility is to him. Daniel 3 verses 17 to 18 says, If it be so, our Elohim, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee. O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In Acts 5 verses 28 to 29 says, Saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in his name? And behold, ye have filled Yerushalayim with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey Elohim rather than men. Next point. There does something good you think about when everything else is really rough. Work is driving you crazy, but at least you've got them to cheer you up when you call or get home. Psalms 119 verses 50 says, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. In Psalms 119 verses 114 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Psalms 119 verses 143 says, Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Yet, thy commandments are my delights. Next point. You feel safe when you're around them. It's the ultimate trust, as if just them being there makes everything right with the world. 
it really is the best feeling in the world like nothing bad can happen psalms 27 verses 1 yah is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear yahuwah is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid psalms 4 verses 8 i will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou yah only makest me dwell in safety bless his name psalms 33 verses 18 to 20 behold the eye of yahuwah is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine our soul waited for yahuwah he is our help and our shield next point you're comfortable enough around them to make jokes and be your full self you might have been trying to impress them before but now you're calm enough to talk about anything or hum around the kitchen and wear your comfy clothes when they come over in scripture yahusha says that he only tells his secret to his friends we might start as servants but his intention is for us to become family joined hairs with him it's not that we will stop respecting him but on the contrary our respect will grow we will become more open and honest we will stop trying to be a believer and start believing our relationship with him will become more natural and genuine psalm 65 verses 4 says blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causes to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy courts we shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Psalms 25 verses 12 to 14. This is what man is he that feareth Yahuwah? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of Yahuwah is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Next point. You keep seeing things out in public that you know they'd love. Stuff you used to walk by every day suddenly has their name all over it. You also start to want to get stuff for them whenever you're getting stuff for yourself. Sometimes more for them than yourself, such as food or other items. One for me and one for you becomes your new mantra her song when you love yahuwah you love what he's all about and his people our love for him moves us to care about what the assembly needs for the ministry and what their personal needs are as well they are constantly on our minds so we keep seeing things that would be useful to them to purchase acts 2 verses 44 to 45 says and all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need acts 4 verses 34 to 35 says neither was there any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Next point. They're your first contact person. When something really good or really bad happens, they're who you go to first. They're also your consultant and what to do next. Whenever anything good happens, we give Yah thanks. And when anything bad happens, we give thanks for preservation and complain about how the event has affected us. We pray to him to solve the problem and ask for him to lead us through because he is the one we trust the most. Micah 7 verses 7 Therefore I will look unto Yahuwah. I will wait for the Elohim of my salvation. My Elohim will hear me. Psalms 28 verses 7 
Yahuwah is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiced, and my song, and with my song will I praise him. Psalms 116 verses 1 to 2. I love Yahuwah, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Next point. You're not worried about scaring them off. You're comfortable enough to cry in front of them and show them huge, slightly embarrassing collections of stuff because you feel secure that they're not going anywhere at the drop of a hat. Psalms 39 verses 12 says, Hear my prayer, O Yahuwah, and give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. 1 Kings 8 verses 27 to 28 says, But will Elohim indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built, that I have built. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication. O Yahuwah, my Elohim, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today. Next point. You become super forgiving, even when you don't feel like it. Disagreements are passing phases. You see them as tiny bumps on a long road ahead of you. If anything, you actually hate having arguments and try to deal with them as calmly and quickly as possible. I love you but I don't like you right now, is something that you're almost ready to say. Micah 7 verses 9 says, I will bear the indignation of Yahuwah, because I have sinned against him, until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. Hebrews 12 verses 6 says, For whom Yahuwah loveth, he chasteneth, and scourge it every son whom he received. And Job 13 verse 15 says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Next point. You don't freak out if they call you. All that phone anxiety is gone, and you finally have enough chill to be okay with talking on the phone. At first, we were nervous about praying, afraid of saying the wrong thing, and sometimes not knowing what to say. Now we are comfortable and connected, so we are bold enough to pray anytime, anywhere. Psalms 55 verse 17 Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalms 141 verse 2 let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Next point. When they're sad or happy, you're genuinely sad or happy too. Just a general sense of empathy focused toward this specific person. You see them as an extension of yourself, and you feel their joys and pains, and they feel yours. Psalms 119 verses 136 says, Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Psalms 119 verses 158 says I behold I beheld sorry the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word and Psalms 40 verses 16 says let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee let such as love thy salvation say continually Yahuwah be magnified next point 
You'd rather stay in and do nothing with them than go out. Started staying in and going out less is your new song. And it's totally okay with you. See, knowledge increases sorrow. The world doesn't seem like such an interesting place anymore once you get to know Yahusha and find out the truth. In these last days, all you want to do is spend as much time as you can getting closer to Yah and avoid this evil world. Psalms 27 verses 4 says, One thing have I desired of Yahuwah, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of Yahuwah all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of Yahuwah and to inquire in His temple. Psalms 84 verses 10, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my Elohim than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. In 1 Peter 4 verses 2 to 5 says that he no longer should live in the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of Elohim. For the time for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. But when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, who shall like, give account to him that is ready the judge, the quick, and the dead. Next point. You want to show them all of your favorite things. Not because you want them to be their favorite things too, but because you want them to know you better than anyone else. You want Yahoo to know you like no one else does. The good thing is, he already does. We want him to show us things about ourselves that only he can see. And to help us know ourselves better, to grow and fix whatever is broken. Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 And thou shalt remember all the way which Yahuwah thy Elohim led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Psalms 139 verses 23 to 24 Search me, O Yahuwah, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Job 9 verses 20 to 21 If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. Though I were perfect, yet would I not know my soul. I would despise my life. Next point. You have to restrain yourself from talking about them with your friends all the time. If you could, you'd gush about this person constantly. But out of respect for your friends and their sanity, you hold back a little. Psalms 22 verses 22 says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Psalms 34 verses 2 to 3 says, My soul shall make her boast in Yahuwah. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify Yahuwah with me and let us exalt his name together. Psalms 40 verses 10. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Psalms 51 verses 12 to 13. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. 
you've started thinking and sorry I'm, I'm moving on to the next point <laughs> you've started thinking about introducing them to your friends and family because you start seeing them as a permanent fixture in your life and genuinely want to know how they fit in around them you really hope they get along you want everyone especially your family to receive the joy and peace of his salvation so you introduce them and hope that they accept him Acts 16 verses 14 to 15 and a certain woman named Lydia a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira which worshipped Elohim heard us whose heart the Adon had the Adonai had opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul and when she was baptized and her household she besought us saying if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Adonai come into my house and abide there and she constrained us and in Acts 16 verses 32 to 34 says and they spake unto him the word of Yahushua and to all that were in his house and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his straight way and when he had brought them into his house he set meat before them and rejoiced believing in Elohim with all his house next point you regularly catch yourself doing deep dives into their life interests such as their social media usually the most obvious point of information books and hobbies they like and the best part is you aren't even scared of accidentally liking a photo from five years ago because you're past the point of feeling shy about it you start to do lots and lots of research not just in the bible but in history books and internet articles because you start to discover that Yah's word is deeper than we thought. You are fascinated by how much information you find in various places that match up exactly with what the Bible says. John 5 verse 38 to 39 says, And ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent, he may believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. 2 Timothy 2 verses 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto Elohim, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of Elohim, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of Elohim may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Proverbs 21 verse 30 says, There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against Yahuwah. Next point. You want to do things you've already done again so they can be there with you this time time for a do-over it's always a better experience doing something with someone you love in life there are things we didn't do the right way but through yahuwah we now know so if we get the chance to do them again we would jump to correct the behavior and change the experience whether it is with work relationship or holding an event Jeremiah 6 verses 16 says, Thus said Yahuwah, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Isaiah 1 verses 18 to 19 says, Come now, and let us reason together, say Yahuwah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Jeremiah 24 verse 7 And I will give them a heart to know me, that I am Yahuwah, 
and they shall be my people, and I will be their Elohim. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. And Jeremiah 10 verses 23 to 24 says, O Yahuwah, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O Yahuwah, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Next point. You're not counting the seconds until they reply to you. You know in the early stages of a relationship when everything is so new and fresh that you consider how long it took them to contact you in order to determine how long you should take to contact them or how often. Yeah, not worrying about that means you feel confident that they will, in fact, get back to you. Psalms 91 verses 14 to 15 Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Isaiah 65 verses 24 And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And this is Yahuwah talking both in Psalms and Isaiah. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Jeremiah 33 verses 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Micah 7 verses 7 says, Therefore I will look unto Yahuwah. I will wait for the Elohim of my salvation. My Elohim will hear me. You get just a little jealous. A little bit of jealousy is natural. It's understandable because you want your partner to be only exclusive to you. As long as it's not the obsessive, my precious behavior, it should be fine. 2 Corinthians 11 verses 2 says, For I am jealous over you with holy jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Mashiach. Isaiah 65 verses 1 says, I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, Behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. Next point, you're changing into a better person. You know you're in love when being with your second half makes you want to improve yourself in some way. Whether it's setting new goals or having a more positive attitude, your partner should push you towards becoming better, but not in a way that's consistently negative. When you're truly in love with someone, you want your partner to succeed as much as you, otherwise it's not a healthy relationship. 1 Samuel 10 verses 6 to 7 says, And the Spirit of Yahuwah will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for Elohim is with thee. Luke 10 verses 19 to 20 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Mark 16 verses 17 to 18 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe, in my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Moving on to the next point. 
you're protective over them. While it's okay when you're just friends for your other friends to joke about them, when it becomes serious between you, the respect increases and there are just some jokes that won't be tolerated. Neither will you allow anyone to badmouth them no matter who it is. Psalms 97 verses 10 says, Ye that love Yahuwah hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Psalms 119 verses 139. My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Psalms 101 verses 4 to 5 and 7. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house, and he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. And 1 Corinthians 5 verses 11 to 13, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? But them that are without, Elohim judge it. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Next point, you think of them in everything you do. This is different from being reminded of them everywhere. You take their likes seriously and genuinely try to please them in little things you do because it brings you joy to see them happy. So whether it's watching a movie, cooking, finding something to wear or doing or hear, we often think, will they like this? And I didn't write a commentary on this, but... I have to say something with this because this thing about culture is taking over. Where people are doing things based upon culture, uh, the culture of where they live, and not doing it according to the dictates of Yahuwah. We don't even try to find out if he likes them. Even if it's not written directly in the Bible not to do this. There are implications in the Bible of what it is that he likes from what it is that he doesn't like. And if you need a confirmation, we should seek to receive the Ruach HaKodesh that the Ruach can give us peace when we do something right and give us a bad feeling or some form of torment to let us understand that no, this is wrong. You're not going to feel a peace about it if Yahuwah doesn't like it. Some of us are, most of us rather, are looking for some, um, looking for an exact sentence in the Bible to say, oh, don't do this. That is because we are disobedient. The spirit of stubbornness, which is idolatry, is working within us. So we want to find an excuse as to do the things that we want to do. But when what in whatever we do, the Bible says, that we should acknowledge him and not lean on our own understanding. So if we really love him, we should wonder if the things that we do on a day-to-day basis, as small as they are, especially for women, putting on um, or dressing up for a daily task, we should wonder, are these things, things that he likes? Have we asked him, if he finds pleasure in the things that we're putting on ourselves. And then we will get the answer. And stop doing things just because we want to do them. Just because we think they're nice. Doesn't mean that they're right. So moving on to the reference verses. Micah 6 verses 8 says. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth Yah require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy Elohim? Matthew 17 verses 5 says, 
While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Mark 12 verses 33 says, And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Let me read that again. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. In the last verse for this point, Psalms 119, verses 10 to 11. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And this is the last point for today. So all I'm asking is that we should measure ourselves up with the word. If we are missing any one of these characteristics, you know, if we have not experienced this type of feeling, this type of pull, you know, to towards him, it means that our love is incomplete. And it means that we need to pray and fast for another measure of his spirit. And for those who don't have his Ruach HaKodesh at all, we need to seek after the Spirit because he says without the Spirit, we are none of his. Is it, it is the Spirit that transform, transforms us, that removes the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. He cannot do his job with writing the commandments on our hearts without we letting him in. So we have to let him in. We have to trust him completely. Give over ourselves. As the Bible says. The only thing he requires of us. Is to do justly. Love mercy. And to walk humbly. In front of him. Because when we humble ourselves. And we. Trust him. And show mercy to others. That do um, do us wrong then he will abide with us and he will teach us how to love you cannot love unless Yahusha teaches you it doesn't matter what you're feeling right now it doesn't matter um, how long you've been in a relationship the relationship could have been better what you're experiencing now is not all that there is there's more there's a greater love than any of us could ever imagine that we can experience when we connect ourselves with our Savior and King, with our Father and Creator. So let us strive for that love that encompasses all understanding, that covers a multitude of sins, that love that elevates us over the law because when we have that love, we automatically practice the law. So there's no longer a beating stick over us. We don't have a a, a taskmaster over us anymore to do the things that we know are right and true and just. We will produce all the fruits of the Spirit that are outlined in Scripture. So let us measure ourselves and start working to have more love. Because if we have more love for our Creator and our Savior, we'll have more love for the people around us. And our love will be complete when we find a spouse. Because the same love that we'll feel for Him, we'll feel an identical, not the same level of love, but we'll feel an identical love for our spouse.
thank you again for listening and until next time to check out more or to contact me you can reach me at wattpad at kaleidoscope the pen or on wordpress at little kaleidoscope girl or on telegram at kodeshim royale or you can email me at littlekaleidoscopegirl at gmail.com. Thank you and until next time.